0: transform your home and make space for more fulfillment and joy get personalized help with transforming your home from a nationally recognized professional organizer are you ready to commit to making a lasting change presenting the clear space clear mind virtual organizing sessions simply visit www.barbiejo.com to book your session today Hi, this is Barbie Jo and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We'll discuss tricks of the trade and systems to improve family life and managing a household. Hello everyone, Barbie Jo here and welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Today we're talking to Jill and she has worked to solve the biggest challenges of clutter congestion, paper piles, and space planning. Jill shares how to get motivated, get started, and tackle the everyday and accumulated clutter. She teaches you how to finally conquer, then manage the existing paper piles, taking you through the life cycle of paper and helps you create a system that will last day after day, year after year. I think we can all benefit from this conversation. So welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you for being with us. And tell us, please, how? How did you get started in this? Well, hi,
1: Barbie Joe. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, I, I started my business in 2003. Once I realized that this was actually a profession, I did not know that professional organizing was something I could make money at. I was a human resources director of a hospital and before that I was a social worker. And the most important job I had was being a mom at the time. And I was working very long hours. I was barely seeing my kids. I was a single mom. Um, it was really, it was really rough trying to figure out that work life balance, um, and maintain, you know, home organizing myself. And, you know, it kind of even goes further back in my mind of how I became organized. Um, I was sort of floating through life until I had kids. And then, um, you know, some people that might relate to this, but trying to get out of the house with a diaper bag and a kid who's, you know, maybe three months old, you know, my first outing, you know, maybe going to the grocery store, taking what I thought would be five minutes to get out the door took me an hour. And I realized I had to streamline some processes. So I sort of, you know, on a personal note, I've been trying to get organized and was trying to get organized my whole life. And then as I got into my careers and helped other people to get organized clerically, like at work, I found that I had kind of a gift and a knack for teaching. So when I, when I saw this billboard on the side of the road in 2003 from a professional organizer saying that all I had to do was go to her website and learn more about how to get organized, I almost wrecked the car. And I called her and I asked her if I could work for her. And she said, no, you have to start your own business. I don't have employees. Good luck. And so I did. And uh, now I have uh, 18 employees. We work really hard on organizing paper, photos, homes, and we downsize and relocate um, older adults uh, into smaller smaller homes. So um, it's it's been a journey. It's, it's great fun. Um, but, you know, Anybody that's just getting started out on getting organized for the first time or just trying to learn a new system, one of the things that I always just say to people is, please, please, please be gentle with yourself. No one learns anything overnight and there's going to be setbacks. So I know that you mentioned a paper piles um, in your intro with me, and that is like the bane of everyone's existence, it seems. Yes. It is It is hard to deal with. Um incoming mail, mail that you don't want, mail that belongs to somebody else, um, meaning in your home, if you, if you live with somebody, what to do with it, how to process it, when to process it. I guess I'll just kind of start out with this tip that I always liken processing paper to making a meal. And this, this analogy works with my clients because it's something we all do is we eat. And we all have cooked at some point in our life, we have cooked a meal. So when we, we start figuring out like, okay, the mail comes in, we have to put it in a place to wait until it's time to process it. Because I'm really a stickler, uh, Barbie Joe, on making sure that you don't open your mail until you actually have at least 15 minutes to process that mail. So it's not taken lightly. Like don't even start cooking unless you really know you're going to have time to put it in the oven, take it out of the oven and eat it and then um, enjoy it process it right and clean it up, put the dishes in the sink. And then we don't just put the dishes in the sink. Like we put paper piles all over our dining room table. Those are the dishes in the sink waiting to get washed. We have to go ahead and finish washing, you know, washing up, so to speak, which means filing. So putting the, putting the paper in a tabletop file that you can easily put in the bottom of a closet or to the side, maybe, you know, somewhere that you could just manage it to hide it if people come. If not, I say, you know, why not have something visible out that you actually like looking at? They have really beautiful filing systems that you can get wooden filing cabinets. If you're really into that, you can get tabletop filers, which are quite beautiful. It's Staples and Office Max or Office Depot, whatever kind of office supply stores you have in your area. You can go on Amazon and find really beautiful um, filing systems. Um, that you can label very simply. You can just have four categories. One of them would be calendar items, like stuff you have to schedule. Um, the other one would be to pay, like bills or anything new that came in. Like maybe you had somebody come out to your home and they sent you an invoice, so plop it in there. And the third one would be to call, you know, places you have to call and get do some research on. We always say, oh, I'm going to call that place. And we just make a pile because if it's visible, then we'll do it, right? So especially 80% of those listening right now are very visual people. It's just a big statistic. And the rest of us are, you know, auditory processes or or do a mixture of visual and tele, um, telekinetic. So we have to be like touching it to learn how to do it. So a lot of us are afraid of using a filing system. So we use a piling system and that's okay too. And I'm going to give you another, um, another tool in a second. But the fourth category is actually something called to file. So to, to pay, to call, to schedule or to calendar, and then to file. So those are really the four simple, if you could break it down, those are the four main, um, you know, things that you'll be doing with that paper. Other than my favorite thing to do, of course, is to get rid of it, (laughs) (laughs) shred it, or throw it away, or recycle it. So if if it's something you actually do have to process, yeah. Uh, So getting back to that meal analogy, this is the wrappers that the that the meat is coming in, or that the vegetables are coming in. You got to throw those in the garbage. You don't leave them sitting out. So the same thing is, you don't leave the envelopes or the 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 coupons that come in the mail sitting out on the desk either. It's like that wrapping paper. Um, or the bags from the grocery store. So then, then finally, I would just get into this other tool that I love called the um, Smart. So for all you pilers out there, this is a beautiful thing. It has 10 sections to it. Um, it sells for about $6.99 from uh, Staples, but it is a wonderful tool that you can label the outside. It has tabs, it's plastic, it's very resilient. You can stick it in a backpack you can stick it on your dining room table and then clean it up and put it in a drawer if somebody's coming over or you want to entertain. If, I say the dining room a lot because that's where people sort their mail, either that or the kitchen table, and then they can't eat there. So if you have like a little piling system that's all set up for you, the Pile Smart is a wonderful, wonderful tool. It's made by um, PendaFlex. Esseltay is the actual manufacturer. But um, it is it is for $7.00. It is a game changer. If those of you that like to just have piles, so that way you can access your stuff and then you have more categories. So you can go ahead and put more things in there or just stick to those four things. Um, But you can actually share that pile smart with kids. They can put their return homework in it or things that you need to check Um, medical stuff. Um, If you're taking, if you're a caretaker um, and you're in the sandwich generation where you have kids that you're caring for, as well as older adults, like your parents or a grandparent, you can put some of their um, medical questions or Medicare paperwork or bills that you want to pay for them in the same Pendaflex. So that might be a nice way to separate that stuff out too.
0: Create a vibrant and happy life. Create room to breathe by alleviating the stress and overwhelm brought on by clutter and disorder, so you can have a beautiful and peaceful home to enjoy. Now presenting Superpowered Mom Coaching, where we've married my background in professional organizing and my certification in life coaching to give you one-on-one personal coaching for you and your home. Six months to master yourself and your space is what our program is all about. Simply go to barbiejoe.com and take our complimentary assessment to see if we can help you simplify yourself and space. Okay. So those were great tips to take on our paper piles with. Now let's kind of change lanes a little bit. And can you talk to us about downsizing? I know right now the market, the housing market is crazy and everybody is selling their homes and moving and, or downsizing, remodeling, you know, renovating. So what are your top five suggestions to downsizing?
1: Well, it downsizing is happening, I'm seeing more and more all over the all over the spectrum for ages. Like people in their people always assume that downsizing occurs in your seventies, but it's actually occurring um even with people as as old as in their nineties and as young as in their forties. Oh. Um and, and yeah, so they're seeing opportunities to live more simply. And I think it all kind of started with the tiny house movement. Where people are starting to understand that they can live a really happy life, maybe travel some more by having a smaller home base. And, um, people really do get tired of living amongst their archives. They do. They really get tired of, of having all this, you know, debris around them. Yeah. And that's usually when we get the phone call. So our, our top five tips for downsizing is the first thing to do is really figure out what we call the fire drill. And we do an exercise, and this will. This is how you prioritize. And we ask you if you had um, one hour to leave your home, and you had your pets and your loved ones safe and secure, but you had to leave your home for whatever reason, and you weren't going back. What would you take? Hmm. And I'll tell you, Barbie Joe, the number one thing I'll just break. I'll just I'll cut to the chase. Photos, computers money jewelry um medicine oh okay those those are those things right and i said okay so i i'm just kidding you actually have 3 hours and i'm going to go ahead and give you a little minivan and you can add more stuff i, I we just got a delay you can have 3 more hours and uh, i'll send i'll send somebody over that can lift heavy things <laughs> oh so now that list gets a little wider right our net gets a little wider and we yeah. think about maybe some art or maybe a little um, antique that um, we got from Grandma, and some dishes, or, or you know, just some some more clothes that they were going to take. Okay, okay, and then I go, I'm, you know what? I'm actually totally joking. You have 24 hours. You have a small, very small moving van, and I'm going to send you two people over that can lift. Well, things change a little bit, but honestly, not a whole lot. Huh. Everybody gets very quiet in my classes because they already identified memorabilia and photos, jewelry, antiques, um, you know, keepsakes, things that are personal to them, medicine, obviously that's life-saving. And then their electronics, like their gadgets and their their cash. You know, a lot of women will say, oh, I got to have my purse. Yeah. Men say, I, I want have my wallet. And that's it. And I said, well, and I guess that's all you need then. And then they go, oh my God, <laughs> we have our list. We have our list. <laughs> and they have it and then there then when they walk around so this is step 2 so we did fire drill and then step 2 is they go around with post it notes and start tagging things that they know they will never ever use again and a lot of these things are bigger things which is why we use the post it notes and and then step 3 is we have um either an online auctioneer or someone that can come out and grab those things from a from a consignment or a donation center go ahead and pick up those things. Or you can call someone like TaskRabbit or um, Bellhop or Home Team, which are like um, apps and um, moving companies that are just labor. And they can bring a truck and get those things out of your house for you. And now you go, okay, that was the low-hanging fruit. That was step two. That was easy. We know for sure these things were not on our fire drill list and we do not like them. I've never liked that rocking chair, that lamp, or that table. Great, gone. Step three is then working in a room left to right, top to bottom, with four containers nearby, which are keep, sort, or I'm sorry, keep, toss, sell, and donate. So as you're going through working left to right, top to bottom in any room, you're getting more into that second layer of decision making. This gets a little hard when you come across photos, which I always say, please put those aside and keep moving. Um, the same thing with paper, make a box called paper, you'll go through it later when we do the finer sort in step four. Mm-hmm. So step three is, you know, we've already done step one, fire drill, step two, tagging the easy objects that are leaving, and getting them taken out. Step, you know, three is doing that prime, uh, prime sort, or we call it a pre-sort. It's an easier sort to do because you can make really quick decisions. I'm sitting here snapping my fingers going, (laughs) this is easy. You can do that. You can do that. You know what I mean? It's those things that, you know, can go and keep, toss, sell, or donate really quickly. Okay. And then, and then you're going to take your, your toss and you're going to throw them out and, or recycle if they're like electronics or anything like that. And then you're going to, the stuff that you're going to keep, you're just going to go ahead and keep in that room. They'll get organized later. You know, donate's pretty easy. Get that to a donation center or put it in the pile out front for the vets for them to come by next Tuesday or whatever. And and that's basically what you do in, in uh, step, step three. And then step four is the um, kind of that nitty gritty. So you've been through every room in your house doing step three. Now step four is really making decisions. Um, taking a deeper dive and you know, really making sure that, that taking that second pass through the keep items and making sure for sure, sure, sure that you're keeping those and why. People end up in that final pass getting rid of a lot more stuff than they thought. And I always say put a couple of weeks between step three and step four, because now we're maybe getting closer to your move date and you start evaluating your new space. Potentially you've bought a new home And step five is the space plan. So once you have that new home figured out, like, oh, this is the floor plan of the place I want to buy or something like this, even if you don't have the exact home picked out, but you go, I just want a two-bedroom apartment or I want a ranch style, you know, smaller type of community. Okay, well, we know what an average room size is in one of these homes. Um, Is your furniture going to fit? Can you bring all of your art? Can you bring some of your furniture? Um, Will a queen-size bed fit better or will a full-size bed fit better? Will a king-size bed work? Do you still, what do you have? And then you do that final, final purge as a result
0: of that space plan. So that's the downsizing five steps right there. That's so great and so condensed to where it's really actionable and easy to understand and wrap your mind around. I love that. That's so good. Okay, so talking a little bit more about photos. Do people really need a professional photo organizer?
1: <laughs> I well, I'm biased. I think we I think everyone needs one including myself. And I've actually hired my own people to help me with mine because memorabilia is hard. Mm. Photos are difficult with they're packed with more emotion and more memories than than anything we even physically have. So, I would say yes because what the photo organizer will do is not only help you go through all those photos, which is such a gift in and of itself, but they help you create a photo plan. Just just like when we come in and do a residential organizing plan with someone that seems to be struggling with, you know, direction of like, oh my gosh, what am I doing in here? What do I want this room to be? Well, The same thing goes with our photos. We need a photo plan. Are we just wanting to scan everything and just digitize everything and have it in a digital photo frame that we can look at forever and then keep adding to? Do we want to share our pictures? Do we want to upload them and then put them on some type of platform that's secure that we can share with multiple people in our family? Or do we want to make a bunch of photo albums? Or do we just want to just organize the physical ones that we have, organize the digital photos that we have and call it a day. So we have to come up with that plan as a photo organizer and a photo manager. As professionals, we have to come up with that plan with our clients, write it all down. It instantly makes everyone feel better because then we can put those actionable steps within each desire and each priority. And it's really cool to see everything get traction. Like when they start you know, doing that big sort where we just put everything on the dining room table and we say, here, we've got all of our memory sticks. Let's put them in a little pouch. Perfect. Now let's get all of our um, VHS tapes from the eighties and the nineties. Okay, cool. Got those. Now we have some, maybe some C or some old, you know, reels from grandma and grandpa. Okay, let's get those together. Now we have this type of media. Okay, we've got CDs and we've got these DVDs that people gave us from weddings. Perfect. Okay, got those. Now we have all our physical pictures. Now let's take a look at our digital pictures. And so if you have a partner that's guiding you through that very overwhelming process, and, you know, Barbara Jo, I'm 52, so I have everything. I don't, you know, <sighs> my son is 28. He only has digital and some printed, very few printed yeah. in his generation. yeah. My mom has everything as well, but she's got more physical. So I have half and half at this point. And remember, the digital camera didn't come out until 2006. And not everybody got on the bandwagon in 2006. Not everybody went out and bought it. They were like, hmm, yeah, yeah, no, I don't like this new digital camera thing. I'm going to stick with my my point-and-shoot camera. I'm good, thanks. And they kept buying film, and then when they realized... You know they could delete, but nobody ever deleted, even though they had the option to do it. Now we have like a million more photos than we yeah, ever so true. Imagine owning, yeah,
0: so true. Oh my gosh! Okay, this is so good. What are your suggestions for people wanting to hire a professional organizer or move manager? That's
1: a that's a really good question.
0: You
1: no, know, like when you call. Like any other type of service, um, even like a technician, like you call somebody that helps support a home, like a you know plumbing company, HVAC company, you kind of get who you get, but you know what you're going to get out of it. You're going to get your appliance fixed, or you're going to get something installed, and it doesn't matter about the relationship. You kind of you kind of like to make sure you like the person coming in, and you trust the person to do the work, but that's different. Um, professional organizing and, and move management. It really does, it is very important when you call in to a company that you really take the time to get to know that person, ask them questions, ask them, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, how long they've been in business. It matters what their capabilities are. Ask them about their projects. Say, what kind of projects have you done that sound like mine? And tell them about your project um, and tell them what you want and hope and dream to get out of the relationship. Because honestly. I've had clients for eighteen years. Have I done the same thing for them over eighteen years? No, um, but I get to do projects with them. I get to help them maybe plan um, a move. I might move them in, and then three years later they'll call me back and say, "You know, my husband has been diagnosed with something. I need to get the first floor organized to be as like hospice care for the next year." Okay, got it. So then the next time I need you to help me. She called me two years later. I need you to help me with my daughter's wedding planning. I'm overwhelmed taking care of my husband and I know I need to borrow your brain. Cool. I'll come in and help you with that. Am I a wedding planner? No, but I'm an organizer. So that's, what's important is that relationship is key. It is number one. You can ask any of my clients. They, they may have worked with someone else before me and it just didn't click. And then frankly, if we don't click, I always say, you know, this isn't going to work. If it doesn't work on the phone call, it's probably not going to work when we're face to face Right. Um, that's, that's, I think the most important thing and in the end is because that person's going to be in your underwear drawer and yeah. they're going to be, <laughs> your, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to be, I'm just saying it's that's a very true. intimate relationship in the end. And, and sometimes people have compared us to therapists and not that we're clinically able to provide advice, but it's a therapeutic feeling yeah, to work with someone and bear your soul. And uh, the, the sessions go a lot deeper than just organizing clutter.
0: Totally. So. Oh, I love this. And I love that you touched on that. Okay. This is so good. And I understand that you are working on a book.
1: Actually, I just published it. Oh. I, just, I have it in my hands right now. Awesome. I just received it today in the mail. It's very exciting. Um, thank you for mentioning it. Um, it's called I'm Right Here, 10 Ways to Get Help for Hoarding and Chronic Disorganization. And um, chronic disorganization is very different than the stuff we're talking about today. It's um, the stuff that you and I, most organizers do is situational, Um, you know, usually due to life changes, necessitate disorganization sometimes and and cause disorganization. But chronic disorganization is very different. And uh, I do explain the differences between chronic disorganization and hoarding in the book. And really the book outlines 10 pathways to get help. And it's not it's not like this is what you do if you are disorganized. It's this is how you access the right help at the right time. And you can mix and match the different ways. Um, they're not, you know, um, exclusive one another. And um, it's a short book. It's really small. It can fit into a purse, but it's hopefully a um, there's 10 methods and I interview 10 different professional organizers and I tell my own story and um, there's lots of online resources, books, um, just really there's, there's 10 different ways to do it and, um, awesome. and everyone should have access to ways to help. Yeah. And it's the website's called imrightherebook.com if anyone would like a copy.
0: Awesome. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And I will include that in the show notes so we can find you for sure. Um, Now, tell us, aside from the book, how can we get in touch with you if we're looking to hire you?
1: Well, that's easy. All you have to do is just go on discoverorganizing.com and um, go ahead and fill in that contact form. Let us know what kind of help you need. We are certified as virtual organizers, so we can help you
0: from Pittsburgh. We can help you wherever you are. Amazing. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Don't forget to check out my website at barbiejoe.com. And if you liked this episode, you've got to subscribe. I'd love to have you join me. Bye for now.